Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And this is the F&A Van Life Podcast. Yes. So today we are speaking with a couple, Lauren and Joe. We actually met them at the Wolfpack Roundup many moons ago in Oregon. Yeah, well, at least it feels like many moons ago, but realistically <laughs> it was just back in uh, the beginning of November, which, yeah. is a, which is a fair time now. That feels like a million years ago. It's like two months. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How did that even happen? Time flies when you're having fun, I guess, huh? Right, when you're buying and selling vans and starting over again. So realistically, what this podcast is going to be all about is uh, working and how do you find work on the road and is it even different than living in a house? Right. So Lauren and Joe have set up a thriving business that they promote through their social media. They're really big on TikTok and Instagram and they actually thrift for clothing, which is really cool. So they thrift and they flip and they're making a living doing that. Yeah, and they utilize their social media platform to get that information out there, but they're going to talk more about that. Uh, right now, let's give you guys a little quick update on where we are and what's going on. Sure. So we are in Sarasota, Florida. Oh, it's yeah. been uh, cool here lately for yeah. Florida, but still gorgeous, sunny. All my Canadian friends and family are like really jealous <laughs> <laughs> what alex means by cool is it's like 60 degrees fahrenheit it feels cold it's pretty nice <laughs> today i think it was even just about 70 and fairly sunny right so anyways we are working on our brand new van build um as you guys know a couple months ago we sold our first van lolo purchased a new to us 2019 ram pro master and we are currently converting our van yeah and if you guys want to see more of that you guys could check out our YouTube channel at FNA Van Life on YouTube, and we get into the process of building it out, buying it, all that good stuff. It's definitely worth a watch, so make sure you guys go over there after this podcast. And we actually just had a funny comment today from somebody who only knows us from the podcast, and they were like, you guys don't look at all like I thought you would... And we're like, well, what, what does do you, that mean? Yeah, what do you think we look like? I yeah. love that. You know, like, it's so funny that when you hear somebody's voice, you kind of put, like, a visual to it. Sure. And you don't even realize that you're doing it, you know? And then when you actually see those people, like, wait a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's no way you look like that. <laughs> so you guys got to head over to YouTube just to see what we look like in real life. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for sure. see if it matches up with the image in your brain. Um, but so speaking of ways to make money on the road, YouTube is the main way that we make money on the road. Yes. Uh, and I want to go into even more depth than that. So making money on the road to me is... If you are a traveler who is going all over the place, then you'll probably be some type of digital nomad and or maybe a nurse or something like that where you can find travel and work. And there's definitely a lot more jobs out there. Even like my own that I used to have doing air conditioning refrigeration, you could actually be a traveling uh, like a guy, construction guy in the union. So you could just get a traveler's book for something like that. So living in a van you really have just as many opportunities, if not more, to find work than being in a stationary home. Yeah, so it, it's kind of funny, you know, people, if you're used to living in a house and you're used to having that same job that you go to every single week in the same building and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. 
you know, it's hard to think outside the box, but what you realize is that a lot of these jobs, especially now with COVID, are virtual. Yeah, and then you also got to think there's places that are actually still open during these times that are going to have thriving economies and people working and wanting people to work, where other places are completely shut down. So you really can't have that normal job that you would have. Right, so you could technically drive to an area that's a bit more open in terms of restrictions and find a lot of in-person work if you wanted to. Not that we're encouraging that everybody runs around trying to find jobs and mixing and mingling and everything, but at you know, the same social time, distance and safety. at the same time, if you're doing all the right things, as well as you are somebody that needs work because you need to pay your bills, right? go get that job person, like do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so a lot of people are digital nomads that we have met on the road, whether they're graphic designers, maybe they design logos for people. Some are marketing Some people. are freelance writers. There's people like us who make YouTube videos or TikTok now pays you to make content. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of different ways that you can make a living virtually online. You could be a virtual assistant. That's something that I was looking into. I have a history of um, administrative support. And so that was one of the ways that I was like, oh, I could definitely get a job being somebody's virtual assistant yeah. and make, you know, 30 bucks an hour helping somebody figure their life out. For sure. That's definitely a good, easy pickup job if that's what you've been doing. Yeah. And then speaking of easy pickup jobs, Craigslist and other forums like that are wonderful ways to just go and find job boards. So people, you know, I need a handyman. I need somebody to move this furniture. I need, you know, somebody to help me with my yard work or whatever it might be. If you need to pick up a couple of quick extra dollars, it's do very it. easy to do. Another thing, guys, don't forget about the, like, the local newspapers and the local news outlets. You could always put an ad in places like that to find work. So, like, put your number in a news article somewhere in the classified section and bam next thing you know somebody's calling you for an opportunity for you to go help out whatever it is you guys can help clean people's places you could be a person who picks up garbage and gets rid of it there's so many different things you could do out there just do not have a limited mindset and be ready and willing to try everything mm -hmm. but i think for sure the most profitable way to go would be to find yourself a digital nomad pursuit that that earns a lot of money when you're not even working at it. So like passive income. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many books that talk about how to do this, like the four hour work week and things like that, that are really about how to create a business for yourself online. You know, there's people, I saw a title of a YouTube video the other day. It was like, how we make $120,000 a year while traveling full time in a van. Mm -hmm. And they are digital <laughs> entrepreneurs they are actually marketers for other people's businesses yeah. and they can do that all virtually and like i even go back to alex said books you know like you could write a book and yeah. sell the book there is so many different things you guys to do and in this uh live chat that we had with joe and lauren it, it's really all about how to make money and how they make money so we really hope that you and guys you guys enjoy this and yeah we're gonna get into it you guys are really killing it on tiktok i'm wondering you know how you got started there and you know what i mean obviously you're really creative in that kind of way with videos and photos and things like that so what kind of inspired you guys to really dig in deep with tiktok yeah well we started a year ago this week pretty much um, 
I was teaching at the time and all my students were using TikTok and I was hearing that it was like a new thing from people like Gary Vee that you should like really get a TikTok. And so we just tried it and it was probably a month in when our first video kind of went viral and we just saw the potential that that had. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah, heck yeah. What do you, what do you guys normally TikTok about so people can get an idea of what, what exactly you're doing out there? Yeah, so we just kind of post about our lives, and Joe has a TikTok too. Yeah, yeah. Post? I, I post like from like I, I was posting a lot about mushrooms uh, for a while, and those were doing super well. <laughs> they were like inf informative based kind of content. Yeah, and, uh, and then I stopped posting, and then I started started posting more about like photo rela related content. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. Yeah. I gotta ask because not everybody everybody's probably like, ooh, mushrooms, you know, like they're probably thinking hallucinogenics. Uh, we're, we're talking about regular mushrooms that you like eat every day, or... how to forage them, and like which ones that you pick and whatnot, correct? Uh, totally. And and even um, you know, wild edible plants too, um, mm -hmm. not just mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of money in, in stuff like that too, isn't there? Sure. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm. Out here in the West Coast, um, you know, Oregon houses the truffles, so that's definitely uh, Ooh, big money on that. Everybody wants truffles on their fries, you know. <laughs> yeah. they, don't even, they don't even know where they come from. <laughs> yeah. The ground. So I got. What were the two of you doing before you like lived in the van and like you said you were teaching while you were in the van already? Yeah. Well, I was teaching for about three years. And when Joe and I met, I was living in a trailer park. Joe was living in a van. And so, yeah. And then Joe was a chef at a foraging restaurant um, for a while while I was teaching. Yeah. Nice. What, uh, what subject were you teaching? Or was it a general, like, general was, teaching class? Like high school art, uh, ceramics, photo, all that kind of stuff. Oh, cool. So you've always had a creative outlook and a creative personality when it comes to things. Yeah, for sure. Always That's amazing. But this has completely changed my life, though, because I haven't created art in so long since we've been traveling. This has been just, like, exactly what I need, and it's so nice to take a break. I kind of I guess, TikTok, I guess. Mm -hmm. I guess you could say it's art in a different way, right? Yeah, for Hold sure. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I want to talk about uh, Joe. Your your Instagram, man. Those photos that you take, they blow me away. Just like the the vibe that are is in the whole set of photos that you have there. It's just like I don't know. There's so much mood involved. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and to be honest, I never really even got into to photography until I met Lauren, and she showed me all the the tricks and. Um, she has a really cool, unique style in her photography as well that I've always admired, and I kind of use that as inspiration for sure. <laughs> I love the fact that you guys bounce off each other. Like you guys use each other's energy to just, you know, to to create more and do better. And it's just wonderful, wonderful to see another couple out there just like really utilizing one another and making each other better. Yeah, totally. for sure. Yeah. Same for you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. How did you guys meet? Uh, we met on Tinder. <laughs> Very good. Hey, we hear you. We met on a dating app also. Yeah. 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 
I guess, well, so our first question that we always ask is why van life? Like, why did you guys decide that you wanted to live on the road and travel? And then we can kind of get into, you know, like, obviously you were still working as a teacher when you first hit the road. Joe, I'm assuming that you had to leave your job at the restaurant in order to start traveling. So what kind of inspired you guys to get out on the road? And Our journey into van life, I guess, um, well, we had kind of been, obviously, Joe lived in a van, but, you know, we just kind of knew that that was really, for us, was kind of living alternatively. So we lived on a, or we parked on a farm for about a year when we were first living in the bus while we were still had our nine to fives. And yeah, we, I put in my resignation like a year ago today-ish. Yeah. Um, Happy anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. And I definitely, we definitely had no idea what we were going to do for money on the road, or I had no idea what I was going to do. We were going to maybe build tiny homes which, you know, we hope to do maybe in the future. Um, but, yeah, so, even when we off, yeah, go ahead. Isn't it kind of crazy how, like, even for us, I feel like we didn't really know what we were going to do for money, and we kind of stumbled into to this, you know, and, and we were trying to make videos and whatnot, but it's amazing how, like, once you get on the road and you get out there, it's almost like the money or the opportunity falls into your lap. 100%. You know? I could not agree more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that is definitely what stops so many people, though, is the fear of not knowing. Because it is scary to think about, you know, living in your vehicle, where are you going to park, where are you going to get the job. Um, but, yeah, starting is key. Yeah. I think what a lot of people don't realize, too, is that um, when you're out there on the road, that there's a lot more places to park for free. And life is way less expensive, in a sense. So, yeah. like... When you come into making a couple bucks, it actually goes a much longer way. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, our, our, our like total income between the two of us is definitely split in half, if not a third, of what it was when before we lived yeah. in the van. And, and yeah, we're able to save money now mm -hmm. because I'm not buying random stuff to satisfy what yeah. I wish I could be doing. I'm doing it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to ask also that you were talking about money. So uh, what what else do you do? You also have a, a clothing shop, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes. And yeah. what, how do you go about doing that and why not? Yeah, we started a month into traveling. We started kind of thrifting. And I was like, you know what? Someone else I had followed from TikTok started a thrifting account. I was like, how cool. I've been thrifting since I was like, I don't know, four or five years old. So you know, I felt like we are traveling, we have opportunity to really find a lot of unique items and people were interested in it. So um, then we were kind of thinking, well, let's get an inventory of items. So we started having like ethically made stuff shipped to different post offices and we'll pick it up. And yeah, and then we ship it out from the bus and drop it off wherever we're yeah, yeah, that's cool. amazing. So the store's definitely grown from when you first started it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, which we're super grateful for. Yeah. Let's get into some of our um, Patreon questions. Mm -hmm. um, so this is specifically about your um, shop that you have. So do you ever repurpose items that you find in thrift shops before selling them? So, like, would you find, like, a shirt and then bedazzle it or something or – yeah, for sure. We 
just recently did a drop where we did a bunch of bleach tie-dye on some vintage shirts we found. We do like embroidering sometimes, but definitely want to do more. Um, if we ever get a sewing machine, that would make that a lot easier. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely you, a must buy. Do you have any sewing machines in mind? Like, is there like a favorite one? No, so I actually don't know much of anything about them. So that would be a lot of research I need to oh, do. Yeah. If I ever found yeah. one at a thrift store, I might scoop it up. Yeah, it's a I know. Good idea. I know we were talking about it because Alex. Well, the, we have so much stuff to sew for the van. Like we're gonna have to make the custom cushions and you know like pillows or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking I just might drop a couple hundred bucks and buy like a really nice like heavy duty sewing machine. But it's uh -huh. definitely not something that we could take on the road with us in a van. In a bus, you would have room for it. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's those sewing tables where you can kind of pull the table out and or the sewing machine out and put it back under, I think. Yeah, totally. Fancy. You can find those at some thrift stores. We've, we've come across a few of those before. Cool. So the second question is, are your profit margins high enough from the upfront cost of the items that you're thrifting? between like packaging and sell it or shipping and stamps and stuff to make your business um, like profitable, profitable and sustainable. Yeah, I mean, I would say definitely. That's, you know, that's the big thing that we're juggling when trying to start our own business is how much are these things costing? And so we try and go to thrift stores that are authentic and, you know, only charge like 50 cents for items. Versus some Goodwills have, you know, $8 for a shirt. We try and really look for the stuff that is cost-effective. So. Uh -huh. Nice. Um, these are some very, like, in detailed questions. So this is a three-part question. Um, so how do you manage the budget for the items that you're purchasing? So you just kind of mentioned you're looking for a good deal. Um, a lot of the thrift stores that we've been into – some of the like the bougie thrift stores, you know, like on the main strip, like a like an old, you know, Gungy shirt or whatever will be like forty five dollars. Yeah, oh, we've seen some of those. <laughs> it's so crazy, especially because the stuff is donated to the store, so it's like, yeah, the profit is crazy. Yeah, yeah. But so you're really looking to find like those kind of unique bargain deals that you know other people might be overlooking and then you can kind of like give a fresh face to totally i'd say the average cost of like a thrifted item is definitely under ten dollars yeah like three to five dollars did you just say hello <laughs> yeah. he's like trying to <laughs> let me force <laughs> He'll only, he'll only get louder. <laughs> so uh, Jennifer says, my dog's looking for your dog because she hears it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as far as budget, um, honestly, we're really kind of like not super uh, scheduled type of people, or I'm not at least. So I don't really work the stuff out. I just buy it and sell it. You know, I don't yeah. worry too much about profit because I'm just grateful that I'm able to kind of experience this opportunity. I, I have a, a, do you want to go to the third part of that question? Yeah. Otherwise I have a quick question. How do you value, sorry, how do you like, I mean, I guess you've been doing it for so long, but how do you really like understand the value of what one of these, you know, shirts or, yeah. you know, is? Yeah. So we 
just kind of really try and stay authentic based off what we like. I mean, if we think the shirt is so cool and it's from Walmart, I will still get it and it will still sell. Because I think going off your intuition, like, is this a dope shirt or is it not? Um, mm -hmm. And I'll kind of, we'll meet up in the thrift store and be like, okay, here's what I got. What do you think? And we'll kind of like, you know, critique each other's and see what's cool. Like having your TikTok account and other social medias is really helping your business grow and like helping you sell the items quickly. For sure. I definitely think those are the people who are buying the items. Um, because they know that we're traveling to find them and they know what's behind it. And it also helps that Joe will take photos of me in the clothes. So, you know, we can kind of take cool photos to try and sell them as well. Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot of it too, because obviously you have such like a unique personal style mm -hmm. and then your photography all has like a very beautiful style as well. So then, when you're showcasing the cool clothes in a really beautiful photo, it's it's almost like selling the lifestyle of the photo of the shirt yeah. or the skirt or whatever it is, mm -hmm. rather than just like you know like a flat lay of the item and just like oh here's the top you know yeah we definitely noticed that things will sell if not like it, things will sell in depth like it definitely or or for even more when Lauren specifically is wearing the clothes yeah. 100 percent yeah they want to see like i posted something the other day and they were like can you put it on i was like unfortunately i tried but it doesn't fit like I put <laughs> and so that item honestly just didn't even sell and that was the only one so it definitely makes a difference interesting mm -hmm. so then do you in terms of sizing do you kind of find clothes that are roughly your size that you can model or then you know, because you're leaving out, you know, a lot of smaller people and then also a lot of bigger people. No, yeah, for sure. We, my biggest site selling thing is plus size items. So I'm definitely looking for plus size. And if something's small and cute, I'll try and squeeze into it or I'll just do a flat lay. And normally, you know, some people might pick up on it because I mm -hmm. do try to be super inclusive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, I guess it means that you have a target market, like a target niche. Uh, in what you're doing. So I think that's, yeah. that's actually a really good thing because then you have your certain people that are always going to look directly at you for stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think it's really cool to hear that you guys are like thrifting together and then it's really like a family business because for whatever yeah. reason in my head, you know, because it's all a lot of like girl clothing and things like that. Like I just kind of assumed that Lauren was doing most of it. So it's really interesting to hear that, Joe, you're thrifting too and like really involved in the process. Yeah, and we're even going to start men's clothes now. Um, That's just it. Finding a lot of men's stuff. And we have a whole collection. We just have to photograph it and drop it. But yeah, we're going to try and make it super inclusive. So I want to see Joe doing the spins and stuff too, you know? I'm, I'm actually really hyped for it because, I don't know, That's it's it. new and uh, yeah, I, I think I think – getting your photo taken and liking the photo is, a, is, is awesome. It's yeah, an awesome experience. It's a positive experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I really like that TikTok that you did. I don't know when I saw it in my feed today where you had the shirt and then the shirt kind of comes off and you're like switching yeah. outfits and it's like pop, pop, pop. We need to get Joe doing one of those. For yeah. sure. Yeah. That was literally just uh, Yeah, that was just uh, a random uh, idea. I was like, before we leave this spot, let's just do this video real quick. <laughs> 
So Bart, Bart said here, he said he forgot the name, but someone on TikTok started a new business through TikTok, went in quarantine, went into effect. He repurposed T-shirts. Now I have a six-figure wow. business selling repurposed T-shirts. Wow, that's, that's incredible. And it, I, I, it kind of reminds me of, um, Lauren was just bringing up the other day that people were buying like, a thousand pounds or like a thousand count of t-shirts and like they're buying yeah. them in these like bricks and then yeah yeah i saw it on tiktok it's like these compressed thousand pound blocks of thrifted sweaters and stuff you can buy it's like we should do that if we had the space that would yeah. be even if you're if you're getting them for like cents on the dollar and you're only selling them for two three dollars i mean you're still making the killing right yeah, uh, yeah. that's um, so are you guys I guess with that being said, are you guys satisfied with the current business model you guys have? And uh, or like, what are your plans yeah, for growth? What are your plans for growth? And would you guys like to possibly design your own clothes one day? Yes. Yeah. So right now we are working on kind of a new project. We were really searching for something with a little bit more direction to do alongside the shop. So that we will announce eventually, but um, as far as designing our own clothes, for sure, we definitely want to get into that. But for right now, yeah, we're super happy with how it's going. It's working out for us. It's super convenient because we're traveling anyways to be dropping off and picking up clothes and dropping off. Um, we were kind of joking yesterday, like, what do we do for a living? We sling backpacks and t-shirts. Like, there you go. So random, but it's fun and we like how it's going right now. Yeah, that's awesome. You, yeah. I gotta ask. Uh, so since you guys, you know, you have to get to places to actually ship these items out. Do you do that say once a week, or uh, is it? Do you go try to do it every day? How do you go about that part of the business? Because living in a bus and trying to be in these like if you're in remote the middle places. I figured that might be a little bit harder. Yeah, I would say we do a drop-off twice a week yeah. sometimes. Yeah, I mean, um, even in the smallest of towns, every zip code has a post office. Oh, so. right. Mm -hmm. Everywhere has a post office. It might not get shipped out for, like, a few days, but, um, yeah. We've been able to find post office them everywhere, and also uh, that's how we get mail is we pick it up from post offices. So we try and coordinate when we're picking up to drop off as well. Mm -hmm. um, how much is it to say ship an item? Is it is it really expensive to ship an item? I guess it would go by weight, correct? Or like where it's going to. Yeah, it's weight and distance. When we first started thrifting and we didn't do it ourselves, um, as far as printing out the shipping labels, we were paying so much money. I mean, like a basic t-shirt would be like eight to $13 to ship out. But now we started using PirateShip.com, and we our average cost is $3 a package. Oh, that's great. It's amazing. It has saved us so much money. Yeah. So you guys have – go ahead, Joe. With that, we, we bought a, a label printer, mm -hmm. too, which was, like, a pretty yeah, decent yeah. investment. It's about $400 or so. Yeah. And but it's small, but – We've yeah. definitely got our investment back from saving on the shipping. Nice. Totally. That was actually my next question. I'm glad I allowed you to answer. <laughs> do, so do you bake the shipping cost into the price or like it's like $13 plus shipping kind of thing? Right. Yeah. yeah. So all the like thrifted items, they'll pay like 3 to $5 
extra on top of that. And then on the website, you can buy an item and it's normally like four to five dollars to ship. So the website would know automatically based on their shipping address how much it's going to cost. Or we do it, I do it on the wait because we don't know where we're going to be shipping it out of. We just weigh the item and it's normally right on. We kind of got it down now to perfect. Is pirate ship something that you have to pay for as like a membership or do you have to have a certain number of shipments a month or? No, it's free and it's amazing. Yeah, someone messaged me about it on Instagram and I was like, oh. I was already fed up with the USPS. Perfect. I feel like with the small businesses, especially you have to find all those little ways to save money and like, you know, because you're not shipping a hundred, you know, million things a day, like Amazon or somebody like that would like, you really have to figure out ways to like cut down on your costs. Totally. What is your guys' favorite part about uh, your business? Oh, hmm. Oh man, there's so many things. I love, um, I love mail. I love shipping the stuff out. I love, yeah. um, I love that someone else loves what I found at this random thrift store. I think that is so cool. Um, and I, yeah. I love that it was something completely organic and came from nothing. You know, us putting us in a situation that created an, like we were, we became available for an opportunity and uh perfect what's the name of your web like if somebody wanted to go like look at your thrifted items that you have for sale where would they do that um so our shop is laurengardenbell.com slash shop and so um and we also have an instagram page which is gardenbell shop and um on there is where we do the thrifted auctions. So we'll post photos of items and then um, people will comment for 24 hours. Yeah, and then so we actually put the thrifted items on our Instagram page on Garden Bell Shop and that way people can comment and bid. And it allows people to pay less for an item, you know, or they can pay what they want, whatever they bid. I like that model where I'm not how much stuff costs right do you always do um auctions or do some of the stuff you have like a set price for yeah we try and do both so we'll have it on auction but they can also buy it now for a certain price okay cool uh bart asked uh, do you guys ever go looking for something to sell and instead end up keeping the item for yourself oh totally Totally. We've been giving ourselves the liberty to do that more so recently because it was all like sell, sell, sell. But I was like, you know what? I really like this sweater and I literally don't have anything for myself. I'm going to just keep it. I have a question about, um, so obviously your shop is doing really well. Um, For us, it's important to have like multiple streams of income. So like some might be coming from YouTube, some is coming from, you know, Patreon, some's coming from, you know, you know, Amazon affiliates or whatever it might be. So do you have, you know, multiple streams of income that you're generating throughout the month? Yeah, well, I think so. I think we're trying to get there. Um, We're building it there. On TikTok, we make a little bit of money, like enough to cover coffee for the month, I guess. Um, And then on Patreon, we have a little bit. We just kind of started sending out packages to people with stuff that we find from our travels. Um, 
And then we're hoping to be YouTube monetization eventually. Um, so we were really inspired by you guys at the Wolfpack Roundup. And so we started, so we went and got a GoPro and we started filming and we had two full content for two full videos. And then everything got deleted. Um, so we got kind of discouraged for a little bit, but we're hoping to get back into YouTube. Now, so on YouTube, I got to ask, what are you guys going to, uh, what type of videos are you going to make? Is it going to be more vloggy type stuff? Is it going to be more about thrifting? Is it going to be just your life? Our new project that we haven't announced is going to be a good way for us to kind of get into the YouTube game because we'll be sharing information and we'll be sharing an experience that's going to be totally new to us. And I think that's going to be the way to go. Is starting from scratch with just like a new idea on YouTube. Heck yeah, I'm excited. I wanna I wanna see what happens now. You guys got me sitting on the edge of my seat. <laughs> How do you guys do your internet on the road? We have each 30 gigabytes of hotspot on our phones, and that's good enough for us. Yeah, and then yeah. we use a WeBoost for um, cellular service. To yeah. like up your up your range. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we can get service just about everywhere. But That's what, what cell phone plans do you have? Like what company? Uh, AT and T. Um, have you ever met some people who were doing stuff that you thought was really interesting? Like just different ways to make money that other people that you've come across have been doing? Yeah, I mean, I guess we've definitely met some photographers, yeah. which is, I mean, if you are making money as a photographer on the road, that is incredible. I think that's so amazing. We met this, um, we met this uh, gentleman in uh, JP yeah. Corey. Yeah, um, I, I was about to start. I don't know how you spell that exactly. It's all good. But uh, <laughs> but he was actually following a couple around that was just getting married, right. and they were going to all these different spots and. Uh, they were staying in a van, I think, and so was he yeah. uh, in a different van, and he was just, like, following them around across the country, taking all these photos of them. Super cool. So, yeah, it sounded like a sweet gig. So he was yeah, getting paid yeah, to be, amazing. like, their on-demand photographer. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And he had, that's uh, pretty wild. Yeah. I actually met a guy once going back to your foraging. So he, he earned money by foraging mushrooms and foraging antlers. Oh, so wow find like uh what are they deer or yeah deer or whatever you find out there move whatever it is like whatever animals he would find he would yeah. find the antlers of them you know and and he would yeah whatever whatever they do to them i don't know yeah depending on the quality uh, and then we met another couple who uh sell rocks that they find that is yeah. also really really cool yeah wow yeah. so how long have you been on the road we had been living in the bus for, I guess, a year, eight months, a year and eight months or so. Okay. Um, so we've been on the road for eight months-ish and lived in it on a farm for a year. Was that a family farm or was it like a homestead, uh, somebody you didn't know? Like we did a woofing program, a woofer program for, yeah. a little bit, for a month. Was it something like that or? Yeah, we reached out on a local Facebook group and stayed at it was local, so because we were had nine to fives. Um, but yeah, we found it on a Facebook group. It was a homestead, so we were kind of doing an exchange. Yeah. You know, it was a couple. And, uh, it was a couple that were in their fifties, and they, they have four kids, all under the age of ten, and they just yeah. 
extra help on the farm and we just so happen to be in the right place right time and uh yeah they they're like family to us and we still talk to them like yeah, so yeah all the time we send them rocks and stuff <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Items. yeah whatever you can find it yeah, yeah. Totally. how much longer do you think you will be traveling and where do you guys think that you would want to settle down when you're done if you're ever done so i don't know how long we'll be traveling for honestly it's working out so far i don't think we'll be doing it forever because you know we do want to work on a new project at some point um and that could be anything but yeah so i'm not really sure where do we settle where would we settle honestly i don't know we have just learned that the u.s is like a gorgeous place and everywhere is so amazing um yeah that's hard to hard to choose all right guys i hope that you enjoyed that chat with lauren and joe they are the garden bells uh, we'll be sure to drop their link down below so that you can find them on all their various social media platforms they just have such a unique sense of style and taste and in every you know piece of content that they put out i'm like oh that's the garden bells like it's very distinct yeah it's just they they put a ton of thought process into what they do and they don't consume themselves in a lot of other things except for their own thoughts and their processes that they're going through so i think that really sets them apart from everybody else yeah so if you're looking for different ways to earn money on the road just rest assured that there are so 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 many of them before we started van life i actually sat down with a pen and paper because this is something that i was it's like weighing out pros and cons yeah but like i was legitimately worried about you know we both had these nine to five jobs we you know i had never really been without a job, you know, maybe like a month here or there between gigs. But like I'd stayed with the same companies for, you know, years before switching. Yeah, same for me. Yeah. So before we got out on the road, I made a list of all the different ways that I could think of that we could earn money on the road. The good thing for me is like I was doing like two or three jobs at a time. So I knew that there was so many possibilities mm-hmm. and things that I could do. So I knew for a fact that I could go back to, you know, say serving tables. Like, you know, I could always go and do a handyman job for somebody randomly. I could pick up air conditioning anywhere I go. You know, I was really not worried about this aspect of this lifestyle because I knew that there was opportunity everywhere we went. Mm-hmm. And so if you sit down, pen to paper, and just put some of these ideas down, and, you know, I let myself kind of brainstorm any kind of wild ideas, like things that I would never do. Um, one of the ideas was that Frankie could go be a stripper for us because I <laughs> thought that he would be better at it than I would. I got some moves. <laughs> some people say I got moves like Jagger. Yeah, but, like, even things like <laughs> foraging for mushrooms or, you know, foraging know for gems. I do that, but the gems the rocks maybe but like foraging for mushrooms and if you have the knowledge you know yeah so if you could make this crazy list of like yeah you could come up with a hundred different ways that you could make money on the road Mm -hmm. and then you know obviously cross out the ones that don't work for you or might not make sense or whatever the case might be but even after you take out all of those illogical ones you'll see that you still have so so many options i bet you have at least 10 Yeah. So it really is just about like finding the thing that you want to do and following through on it. And the beautiful thing about van life is that you have the opportunity to actually explore what you want to do instead of just taking the job 
that you have to do because you need the money to pay your mortgage, to pay your car payment, to pay for all the stuff in your house. It's so funny because I literally watched TikTok the other day that there was a guy like, you need to get the job that pays, not the job that you're having fun at. And he was like, why? And he's like, because you want to get the money to do the things that you want to have fun at. He's like, well, why don't I just get the job that pays well that is fun? He's like, well, no, you can't do that. (laughs) Those don't exist. They're mutually exclusive. I'm sorry. You can't do that. And he's like, well, then, so what if I want to get a boat? And he's like, well, then you need the job that has another job that you hate even more to get the boat. And then he's like, but then you won't have time for the boat because you'll be working eight hours a week. So it's just, it's just such an instant, like a crazy loop that we put ourselves through. So, you know, just, just try to think outside the box a little bit. Remember that there's so many ways out there to get a job or do with, do different things. You just can't be closed minded to it. Mm-hmm. And your expenses are going to be so much lower when you're living in a van. You mean you so, pay less money? Yeah. So even if you're, you know, pursuing, say you love making jewelry and now you're just trying to sell jewelry and start your Etsy shop and, you know, get that going, you need to sell way less to pay for life on the road than you needed to pay for your apartment. Yeah. I mean, cause now you're not paying for utilities from living in an apartment as well as the rent, as well as having the car and the paying for the gas. Now you just have having the car and paying for the gas and you're cutting out all the other things. Yeah. Cause like, we don't have, you know, we don't have the normal like television and no, our, like, our monthly overhead and, is very low you know, and maybe we'll make an episode about that later about like, you know, our budget and how exactly we, you know, categorize maybe all we'll, the different things. Maybe we'll make one on like, how do you watch TV? Because uh-huh, I feel like that's such a big topic that nobody ever Everyone covered. always asks us, like, where's your TV? Where are you going to put your TV in there? Yeah. Are you going to have a TV? No. We're no, like, why no do TV. why do I need a 60-inch TV to watch Netflix, like, twice a week? Yeah, I have no. a laptop. I have a phone. I have several things I need to watch. So anyways, we're getting off topic here. But just know that if money on the road is something that you're worrying about, it's really not something that you need to concern yourself with because there are so many options. And you really just need to choose the ones that are right for you. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, you should guys should try to minimize a bit and just understand that there's an abundance of opportunity when you do that. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of FNA Van Life, the podcast. Be sure to subscribe or follow or whatever you do on whatever platform that you're listening on. And come over, check out our YouTube channel because we have tons more tips and information over there. And you also want to see what we actually look like. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest motivator. <laughs> Just like, what is our faces? <laughs> Tell us if you're surprised by them. I would like to know. Well, guys, don't be afraid to step outside the norm. Get out there. Do something different. Be yourself. We love you. Have a great day. Bye. If you guys are loving this FNA podcast and you want more, you're in luck. We've decided to release a special exclusive podcast every single month that's going to take you way more behind the scenes on what van life is really like. All you have to do is just join our Patreon and we're going to hook you guys up. Patreon is a website where you can support creators that you love, hopefully like us, FNA Van Life. For a small monthly donation, you guys are going to get more podcasts from us and also direct access to our YouTube videos before they even come out. Go to fnavanlife.com slash Patreon to sign up today and get instant access to so much behind-the-scenes content.